Hey listeners, before we delve into today's episode, I just wanna take a minute to address the sensitive nature of the content that we'll be discussing today. At Gurus and Game Changers, we wanna provide information and we wanna foster open conversations, but I really wanna emphasize that the topics we're covering today revolve around dietary restrictions. So I wanna make it like unequivocally clear that the information that we share in this episode is not intended as medical advice. So just wanna let you know that we don't condone or support any dietary or physical restrictions without the explicit approval and supervision of a qualified healthcare professional. So that's all with the biz, now on with the show. Did you do push-ups before before we hopped on this intro? <laughs> Why are you asking that? <laughs> because, because you're like, biceps are bulging right now. Look at me. Shirt. Look at me. That's right. I'm the man. <laughs> well, you know what? With proper diet and nutrition, although yes. with this today's guest, I, I got to put all of that into question because it, it kind of shakes everything you think you know. It was fascinating. Am I right? It really was. I am so fascinated by Sean Ziegler's journey for a 40-day fast. A 40 day, 40 did you hear that? Days. 40 day without anything but water. Water and ocean water. And, and ocean water. He was drinking ocean water. Ocean water. Right. That's crazy. Have you heard that ocean water is sewer water? Like you shouldn't drink it? I, yes. I would never suspect that one could um, drink ocean water and continue to be healthy. But we saw him. He's healthy. Healthier yeah. than ever. Like and and he he's lived. saying it's the best water you can get. It's the most filtered. And I'm, I'm sure it naturally it mm-hmm. is the most filtered, but who knows what's in there. Yeah. I don't know. He's got a lot of intriguing thoughts about everything. how he, about everything, about, about how he decided to do this 40-day fast, Yeah. his journey through the 40-day fast, mm-hmm. the unbelievable ease which, with, with which he went through the 40-day fast. It's and actually I think kind too, of inspiring. His family was so scared. And I think about being a mother and watching my kid, who's the same right. age as Sean, not eat for 40 days. Yeah, you got to hide it from the parents. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I would think. think so. And he posted some of it online. Yeah. Um, on Instagram. And I was watching as his friend's mother mm. and saying to my family, Eric, you know, my, my son, is he going to. Will he live through this? Like, I was literally scared for his life. I could imagine. 40 days is a long time. Yeah. All conventional wisdom says, don't do it. But he has some really cool insights on, like, and he actually inspires you to fast. I do want to try. I I totally want to try. I really want to try. He's doing it. He he did it in a different way. Yeah. The impetus for it was different. Yes, you have to hear it. It carried him through it in a way. it, It was not what you suspect he would have faced not only the reason he started, but the experience of doing it. It was not, It's epiphany. not what anybody expected. His epiphany along the way and, and what happened epiphany. at 42 days. Yeah, 42 days. Yeah. Because yeah. that was his intention, right? That was his initial intention. 42 days. That was the number that came to him. He makes, Sean Ziegler <laughs> makes you believe that things are possible that you never would it's think very, are very well possible. Put. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. Because he thinks on a different level. I remember saying that the first yeah. time we talked to him. Yeah. Here's a guy that just, he just thinks on a different level level a different plane and he makes sense on this plane but you know he's still not with us unapologetically <laughs> unabashedly right. thinks completely differently right. and it doesn't matter what you think right doesn't he care can, about the modern world could be controversial yeah you know, he doesn't wear shoes yeah it's good um, stuff yeah love him i love him and you guys are gonna love him everybody listen to pull the car over and listen to sean ziegler Hi, I'm Stacy, And I am Mark, and this is the Gurus of Game Changers podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to be back here with one of my favorite people 
Um, Sean Ziegler, back in the studio for a very special episode of Gurus and Game Changers. It's good to be back. Welcoming you back. Welcome. When we last spoke to Sean, he was here talking about co-founding his Spotify for Health and Wellness Upspace, which you're still working on. Mm -hmm. And when he was here, we briefly spoke about nutrition, right? Remember that? We talked about nutrition a little bit, so I... I was thinking, was that foreshadowing? But not long after we taped that show, Sean decided to go on a 40-day, well, do you want to say? 40. Yeah, it was a 40-day fast. Just water, fast. water only That's fast. Four zero, if you didn't catch that. Four zero 40 days. days. Now, I've done three-day fasts. You've done three Just days. about three, yeah. Yeah. That's By the end of the, the fast, <laughs> I, I want to go lay down. Like, it's not, I just, I can't imagine Anyway, okay, so I would love to go through it sort of chronologically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So starting off with like, okay, how was, what was your thought process around starting the fast? Why did you decide to do it? So let's talk about that. And then I also got some questions from the audience. I'm sure you have some questions. Yeah, yeah. But I just kind of want to get inside your head and figure out what it was. And I also like wrote down some stuff because you documented a lot of this along the way, which is super cool. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I'll start. So, so on day one, remember your first video? This is, this is what I saw, the first thing mm-hmm. I saw. And I was like, no, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> On day one, you said, no food, no drinks aside from water, no supplements, no vitamins, no toothpaste, nothing. Just water and sunlight. So why? Well, if we're really going to get into why, it really goes back even further than that. But the reason, like, no of anything else is because that's where you're at that truly deprived state or where you're free from all external things and all these like made up things like toothpaste and stuff like that. So you're totally eliminate all external things from the body. So it was important to go all in on it, not kind of this. And a lot of people suggested doing supplements or juices or different things and obviously like toothpaste. But to me, it was like, if I'm going to do this, it's important to actually do it. And have nothing else inside but my what body. What was the thing that brought it into your brain? Like, and and did to did do the fast? To, yeah, did you talk to a doctor about it? Like, or did, were you just like, I'm just going to do this and hope to live no, for forty so, days? No doctor, no nothing, no research, nothing. And being in the health and wellness space, I was aware of fasting, like twenty four hour fast, thirty six hour, or seventy two hour, whatever it might be. I was aware of fasting, but not to this extent. Um, this came to me out of nowhere. It was, I don't even fully remember like the time or whenever. It was just like a gut feeling out of nowhere where it was like, I need to do a 42-day fast. 42, 42 days, why? It was originally 42 days. I, I don't know why. It just like came to me. I was like, I got to do a 42-day fast. And I was, like, I was like, okay. Like I just immediately, I didn't question it. I didn't, I didn't overthink it. It wasn't like, anyone planted the idea in my brain. It wasn't like I saw it online. It was literally out of nowhere. It was just like, I need to do a 42 day fast. And it was so clear. But did you know why you needed to do a 42 day fast? The reason for me was to like tap into my subconscious is what, like, that's how I went into it. It was like to tap into that gut feel, that subconscious, that same feel that gave me the feel of like, I need to do a 42 day fast. (laughs) Like it was that same feeling like, get further into that and understand it deeper and be guided by it more. Cause I am a very analytical person. Yeah. Like I'm a math and science brain yeah. 
And that's how I grew up, just like thinking. Not that that's how I was raised. Actually, my mom's like very loving and my brothers yeah. are more loving on that, the more emotional. And I was just very analytical and logical mm-hmm. and everything. And it was to tap into that subconscious, that, that guide to just follow the intuition, to follow whatever it is and be guided by that. And my decision being to be guided by that. But that journey of like following my gut really started back in January mm-hmm. where I did the start of the fast August 1st, the journey of like following my gut really started back in January where I started doing a lot of meditating and theta breath work and theta breath work is all about tapping into your subconscious. It's all about getting to that theta brainwave state, which is actually the natural frequency of the earth, but it's that state where you're like consciously dreaming almost where you just wake up and you still feel like a little bit of sleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like half sleep, half awake. It's that state. So I do a lot of theta breath work. And then in that journey of doing it, you know, ultimately it led me to just on a whim being like, I need to move to Palo Alto. Did you want to um, Google like how many days can you live without eating? Like, did you look at that at all? I had no fear of it. So no, I didn't, I didn't even think I was just like, because there's science to it, right? They say like you can live so many days without water <clears throat> and then so like i think what three days three days without water like two weeks without food and two weeks yeah. without theory. food in theory but in theory <laughs> but, but obviously live longer. you buck that yeah. theory you buck that theory yeah, yeah. they they say a lot of things they. i <laughs> tend to question who the heck are they right yeah. who right. are they like right. everyone says they say this they say that but who are they i didn't question any of it at all it was very clear i was like i need to do this for you fast i didn't need to research it or anything it was just clear like this was beyond me it felt like this was beyond like i don't know it just it was just so clear like, like this just like, needs to be it was done. like a calling yeah that's yeah. what it felt like yeah and it was just like which is weird because it's such a bizarre thing usually you plan something like that but it was <clears> so <throat> clear and two weeks later i did it like and i started it so so you didn't like advise with anyone you didn't like ask anyone you didn't want to i you wanted told, to just like, a few people casually yeah. i was like yeah I think I'm, I'm, I'm about to do a 40 day fast because it, it turned into 40 days because my I was telling my brother about it. He was one of the people I told about it. And he was like, if you're going to do it, at least make it biblical and do 40. And I was uh, like, that's cool. I see. Okay, I see. I'll do 40. That's like, interesting. 40. 40, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But And then so what you said on day one in your video on day one was um, you did it because not to challenge yourself. Not to prove yourself right, not for ego or any other reason beside you believe that the subconscious is way more powerful and way more prevalent than we understand. And you believe that the absence of anything from the external world, the absence of substances, can help you tap into your subconscious further. Was that? Yeah. That was the reason? Yeah. That was the plan? That's, that's, the plan? That's, that's exactly, I mean, the plan, but that was exactly the reason in the feeling it was to tap into that subconscious, you know, can explain like what I later learned from that, but yeah, to tap into that subconscious and in this world, we're so tied to like the materials, this, that, or the other, but that is all within. Right. And so in order to, to go, go within, you need deeper. to block out the stuff that's so out. So physically though, did you, as you were going into the fast, did you prepare, and this is one of the audience questions actually, but did you prepare before that, like, did you taper down your eating? Did you like, you know, was no. there anything that you did? You just said, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do a 40 day fast. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, so the, the week before, two weeks before I was at the beach. So with yeah. my family and I, the first week that I was there, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to eat like regularly. I'm just going to celebrate with my family. Like, so eat whatever, even like I was eating and I normally don't eat any processed sugar or like ice cream or even I was having ice cream, right. With my family. Did you have a beer? Because I know you I wasn't really drinking like to drink at the time. I wasn't yeah, drinking. Like to drink I hadn't drank for <clears throat> that, and that there's that's changed a little bit too. Um, fascinatingly, but wait. save it but, to the end. I'm gonna yeah, I want people to. Yeah. I want to tease people along this, yeah. this journey because I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. A different relationship with but it now. Did you do but, anything in those two weeks prior to starting, from when you decided to do it to when you started? You said it was two week time frame. Was there anything? that you did in those two weeks that you think was helpful to you being successful in your fast or you just started it when you started it and mental. caution to the wind mental, mental. mental like, preparation what, what was that so what did that look just like? meditating but i was already doing that like i was right. already doing the theta breath work meditating and stuff like that but it was more mental because i i knew it was going to be uh, a mental journey yeah. and i've always tried to train my mind more than my body and by training mm. your mind you're actually able to do far more with your body right our bodies are naturally very capable things, but it's our mind that it tends to hold us back. And we see this with people who run the 100 miler and then the 150 miler right. and then the 200 miler. We, before the first person ran it, we thought it was impossible. Mm-hmm. And then someone runs it. It's like, oh, now there's like 5,000 people who do it per year, yeah. right? So I, I was very aware of that. And I would speak upon that, the power of the mind and and study a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, which is like the placebo effect mm-hmm. and... Stuff like that. So it was more, I guess, I would say a mental preparation and not as like curated mm-hmm. or thought out, more just subconscious mental preparation like this is happening. Did you okay. tell your family mm-hmm. that you were going to do it before you did it? Because I can imagine there would have been some pushback. So I was, we were home and we were out, we were out to smiling. dinner. <laughs> He's smiling because he knows. This is probably a good yeah. story. Yeah, tell this story. We were out to dinner and I was more, I knew I was going to do it, but I didn't really talk about it. And I was just saying like <clears throat> food is less, I was like speaking upon this to my family. It's like food is way less than what we think it is. It's not a less source important. of energy. Yeah, it's less important. Yeah, I was think. just telling them, like, it's not a source of energy. The source of energy is oxygen. And this is the truth. This is scientifically understood. We just choose to not accept it for whatever reason. But 99% of the energy that we get is actually from oxygen. It's not from food. And I now know that even further and deeper mm-hmm. at a deeper level. But I was explaining that and sharing that and kind of being like, you know. All right, like, trying to like the, test the waters my, a little bit. My, yeah. And what did my your mom, mom say? was like, I think it just scared her. Stephanie. Like that way of, of thinking kind of scared her. Of course. And so like during those two weeks at the beach, that was right before the beach. And then during those two weeks at the beach, I started to like drip it out to some people. But I don't think anyone really thought I was serious or like it was actually going to happen. Right. But I was like, no, this this is happening. Like, I'm doing it. Like, I don't know why anyone who knows you wouldn't think you're going to do it if you hmm. say you're going to do it. Put like, your he mind pretty to much it. do. Yeah. He pretty much yeah, does yeah. everything he says he's going to do. I got right? that same vibe yeah. just from meeting you in the last podcast. Yeah. 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 It did not surprise me when Stacy told me that yeah. you did a 40 some day fast. Yeah. But like being yeah. a mother. Yeah. And knowing, like, so our whole goal is to make sure our kids are fed and mm-hmm. taken Amen. care of. Like, knowing that my kid might not eat. For, for that long, for, like right. I felt for your mom so right. much. Like yeah. I'm sure she was. It was very out. hard for my mom, and like she was very scared, and there was a lot of fear, and mm-hmm. a lot of family members, like especially the first week or first two weeks, were sending a lot of that fear, like my way, like you're gonna die, or if you keep doing this, like you're gonna have whatever, whatever, whatever. Here's this Google article. Here's this article. All these things, and I just 
blocked it out. I didn't read one of the things. I didn't respond to people who sent me the negativity, but I had you know, dozens of that stuff being sent my way. And particularly my mom, she was just very scared, like oh. naturally, like out of love. Like she was just very I mean, fearful of it. Yeah. Knowing how I felt, like, and I know you just because of Zach, you know, yeah. but I was like, I want to go get you and go feed you. <laughs> like that's sure. like in my mind, I, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't like watch because I was like, I just yeah. want him to be okay. Because, you know, for us, like in our mind, like food is pretty important, but obviously yeah. you, you didn't We've, think that was not. the case. My question is like, too, like when people were throwing these things at you, like, how did you just stay on your path? Like there was nothing that you looked at it as negativity and not like potential facts that could p- possibly happen to you. Like, so I guess two things with it. One, like this was deeper than me. Like, and okay. I knew that going in, like this was a rant. It wasn't like a, that it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't like any of these things that I think a lot of people thought I mm-hmm. try to explain that very clearly, but but it, it was just so much deeper. So it was, it was beyond me. Like that's how yeah. it felt. So it wasn't about these things. It was like, I just feel called to do this. And it's that simple. Like yeah. I, I need, this needs to be done. And I didn't entirely know why, right. but I just knew it needed to be done. Why did you document it and post it publicly? So I documented it and I only documented 13 days and then I posted all yeah, of it. Yeah. I saw that. I saw everything later. Yeah. So I documented initially because I was aware of the byproducts of what it could do. It wasn't the intention, but I was aware of it, just being a conscious human. What do you mean by byproducts? Like the a, positive the byproducts. Positive stuff. Yeah, the positive byproducts. So you wanted byproducts. to showcase how it could be really positive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of the positive byproducts, and I felt like inspired to do that, um, and just very simply, like unedited, just like talk yeah, no, in front of the camera, just like no, like I didn't want it to be something that took energy from me. So it'd be very simple. And I had editors like, Hey, can I edit your stuff and yeah, do this? I'm like, yeah. listen, I, it is not about that at all. Yeah. I'm only sharing this with the world because a lot of people want have been asking for it. And two, I do understand a lot of the byproducts that come from it. And some of them being one, like understanding that our minds are way stronger than we, we recognize Two, fasting itself, like a one day fast or a three day fast is one of the best things we could do for a body. And that's even scientifically yeah. understood yeah, yeah. right? today. So when my brother had cancer that I went back home from, this was back in March, so a few months prior, I went home to help build an immunity program for him. Oh, wow. And the program was called Immunity 6. And that program, you probably thought it was going to be very you know, extensive and this, that, and the other, but it's really simple. It was one, oxygen, get oxygen. So breath work, breathe, breathe into the nose, and then exercise to pump mm-hmm. that oxygen throughout the body. Two, water, drink a lot mm-hmm. of water. Three, earth, go outside, ground, get sunlight, etc. Four, fire or heat or or which was the sunlight, actually the heat part. Five, all natural food. So just eat from nature, no fake stuff, and have like an intermittent fasting diet. And then six was ether, like get back mm-hmm. and tap into meditation. So build up the mindset or prayer, whatever it mm-hmm. might be. But the number one thing that I recommended to start Immunity 6 was to do a three-day fast. Mm -hmm. And he was so resistant to it. Really? It was like, I was like, why are you so resistant? Like, you're about to go through chemo and radiation and all these things that are really hard on the body. Yeah. All I'm recommending is you do a three-day fast. And it was like, no, 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 no. Then after the fast, my brother gave me, he's my older brother, and we have a lot of respect for each other. And he just gave me my space during the time. So we didn't talk during the whole fast. He didn't say one thing. 
No, out of because he knew, and I don't think yeah. he had as much fear as mm-hmm. others. Yeah. He just knew like this was deeper. And we talked mm-hmm. afterwards, and part of the conversation was like, Jack, would you do a three day fast? And he was like, Oh yeah, no problem. I would totally do a three day <laughs> fast. You know, I was like, Absolutely. I'm like, What's oh he gonna my say gosh. to you though? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you just did a forty day fast. Exactly. Yeah. So the amount of, I had hundreds and hundreds of people. I'm not even kidding. Like on TikTok and Instagram, reaching out saying, Hey. I am inspired to do a 24 hour fast. Hey, I'm inspired to do yeah. a 48 hour fast. Hey, I already did a three day fast. Like, right. and it was never extreme. Like it was never beyond what, you know, cause I wouldn't recommend, Hey, go do a 40 day fast right. or even right. a seven day fast. Like I would only recommend something that that's all I wouldn't deter it, but I also wouldn't recommend what it. What was your longest before you did this? 48 hour. Yeah. yeah. So a four day fast. No, I'm sorry, 48 hours, two day fast. I want to get in your head though, like when you started the fast, because mm-hmm. I don't want to make sure we get to everything. But when you started the fast, so you're like, okay, today is my first day of my fast. You post about it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. How did you feel in those first three days that you were doing it? And then how did you start to feel four, five, six, seven? Because I know we've both, both done three day fasts. Yeah. That's pretty much as long as I've lasted. Yeah. What happened after the third day and then the fourth day? And like, how did your body feel? So day one was the only day where I had like a headache or anything. Okay. And that was from caffeine withdrawal. Right. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Sure. Because I had a lot of caffeine the week before because <laughs> I was like working. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was caffeine withdrawal. After that, no headache, no hunger. No hunger. No, nothing. No hunger. Not even a low grade hunger throughout. I was never hungry. Hunger. Not one time through the 40 days was I hungry. <laughs> Not one time, not on day one, you, two, three, you, four, five, six, that seven. To? So I mean, the hunger, human body gets hungry, right? So hunger is actually a hormone that's produced by the mind. Okay. So when you're thinking, oh, I'm doing three day fast, you know, at day three, okay, now it's time, eat, right? Yeah. So even if you go today, you're like, I'm not going to eat till dinner. You're not going to be hungry really all day unless you start thinking about it. And then right around dinner time, you're going to be hungry. It's similar with like going to the bathroom. Like, why is it that? You don't really have to go to the bathroom that bad. And then the second you get home, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to go to the bathroom so bad. And you like run into the house, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Hunger is a similar thing where our brain is really signaling the hunger. So my brain at a deep, deep level, this is where I was more saying this, wasn't a challenge. This wasn't a thing. Like this was deep. It knew I was going the distance. It knew I was going 40 days mm. at least. Like, so it wasn't going to torture me with that hunger. And it just knew the food wasn't coming in. So why produce the hunger hormone? Mm. And I imagine, I don't know the science behind this, but I imagine that hunger hormone has something to do with like prepping the gut for food that's about to come in beyond just telling us, hey, we're hungry. But your I stomach didn't hurt like or like gurgle or like say, you know, like sometimes when I'm really hungry, like my stomach <laughs> is like, ooh. No, you know? not at all. Like literally not. It's not, bizarre. Not once. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But also maybe you were intermittent fasting anyway, right? Before you started the fast, like you weren't like eating three meals a day. No, yeah, definitely wasn't eating three meals a day. I was more intuitive eating. So like two day, two meals, one meal a day, um, sometimes three, but it was more intuitive and in flow eating, but definitely not, not three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then on day, so let's fast forward to day 12. So day yeah. 12, you, you said your body felt rejuvenated and recharged because of the ocean dips. So the ocean really was oh, what? Cold plunge. The ocean was my source of electrolytes. So the water is great, but you're just bringing in water. Our body doesn't absorb all that water. That's when you just drink a ton of water. You just pee it all out. You need a tiny bit of salt. Electrolyte salt is what will help store that water in our body for our body to then use it and then flow in our bloodstream. 
So the ocean was my source of electrolytes. I would literally take a sip of the ocean and I would bring a bottle of ocean water home and I would have. <laughs> You'd be drinking ocean water? Yeah, legit. And I know it's crazy, but like, nature's, truth, it's nature's actually sewer. not crazy. It's nature, nature's medicine. Nature's mm-hmm. medicine nature's slash medicine. nature's yeah. sewer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the most filtered source of water. Because of the if, salt, right? Because of the salt yeah. and the constant flow. Yeah. There's no lab that can filter water better than the ocean. Cool. There's no lab that has better electrolytes than the ocean from the salt. And if you think about any water or salt or electrolyte that we get, it originated from nature at some capacity. Right. But then it went through all these lab things, which are not natural. And we're natural creatures. So we're meant to have nature. So a lot of people be like, you're drinking the ocean. That's nasty. There's this, that, or the other. I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> this is the best and most filtered source of electrolytes you can get in the world so how did you how did you find that information out because i don't think that's how everyone feels (laughs) most information is all within it's (laughs) it's it's literally you just look within it's it's true though like if you like don't listen to what people are researching and saying like just think about it in your own brain and that's 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 the answer because a lot of that research that we have today has just been built upon other research that we had yesterday and that research contains whether we even recognize or not, some sort of bias or greed, right? So a lot, especially in the medical world. Bias or greed? Bias or greed in the research. Oh, so in, in data, okay. right? Like I could, we could get, find data about anything. I could get data to prove my point, just like the FAST, for example. Like I have data, I could have, if I wanted to go there, I could have found a bunch of data that supports my case and everybody else could find a bunch of data that supports mm-hmm. their case. And that's the world we live in where we just have all this data and we say data is the source of truth, but all the data that we have today is, a lot of it's manipulated without even being known of some bias or greed based on your agenda, right? So if I'm building a pitch deck for Upspace, I'm going to find the best statistics for that. <laughs> right. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're 100% true. I might think they're true. So it's not like I'm lying. But science, the, science is true now. Like- science is literally just experiment, a bunch of experiments that we're experimenting with nature and then pulling the data from. And a lot of these experiments, we don't, we're so disconnected from science that we th- see it as a source of truth. But really, it's just been the past 50 years that science has transcended above the intuition and above spirituality Mm. and above everything else. But science is simply just trying to explain those things. And those things exist within and without, like, looking out to the stars. But science can't explain all these different things. Mm -hmm. But we literally, like, our bodies, for example, science still can't explain how our bodies work fully. Like, our brain, it can't explain that. Yet we all have it. We all can feel it. We all can sense it. We all understand it to a capacity. We can't always explain it, but we understand it because it's our bodies. And our bodies have trillions and trillions of cells and trillions and trillions of sensors. And then we go into a lab or a hospital that has like a few scans and tells you exactly how you are, right? It's like three scans, you know, the MRI, the CAT scan or whatever. And it's there to say, this is how you are. This is how you feel. You should take this medication, right? Where our body has billions of sensors. Every skin is measuring frequencies, right? Our eyes are seeing sight. Our ears are catching the sound waves and then depicting different realities. So it's the most advanced thing. If we go into our subconscious deeply enough, we can answer any question. Any question. That's what you're saying. Literally, Okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so you're day 12 and you're feeling good, but then day 13 was an upsetting day. Do you remember day 13? Your brother called you crying. Yes. Because he was really, really nervous. Mm -hmm. Your family was so worried about you. So you decided you wouldn't be documenting your journey publicly, and you told them you were stopping the fast. Yes. But what really happened? 
I did not stop the fast. Yeah. And I felt really guilty because I do not like lying. Like that's my number. Like I've never, ever since no, I was a child. I would never think of you as a liar. But if I felt like pigeonholed, like it was like my, my 13 year old brother is calling me crying and that's coming because he's witnessing my mom and how fearful mm -hmm. she is out there. And I see it. She's sending me all these articles and all these things. And I was like, my intention of this fast had nothing to do with like, I don't want to cause fear in my family because I know fear leads to stress, stress leads, leads to inflammation and inflammation leads to disease. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to be causing that fear. And the truth, I don't want to receive the fear either. Right. Um, so I was like, I have to just, I tried every other way, like to try to analytically explain to my mom how this isn't that bad or this, that or the other. She didn't want to hear it. She didn't yeah. want to hear it. She She's your mom. Not your yeah. mom. Yeah. No. So I just was like, I got to just tell her I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I'm just going to go within. I'll just kind of document everything for the sake of it, but I'm not going to share it. And yeah, that was... That was that. Yeah. It was, it was for them, basically. It was for them. So, but like, but you're in your mind, you're like, I am not stopping this. Oh, I there's am, not I'm already one, at day 13. Yeah. I need to see this all the way through. It was, it was, it was even less like of a challenge. It was just like this, this is bigger than me. Like this is, this just is, this just needs to happen. So would you say you, you felt like you were more along for the ride than something you right. had to drive yourself? Exactly. To you. I was along for the ride. That's what it felt like. So there were no challenges. It was not a challenge at all. It was not like... It was already a foregone conclusion that you would hit the end game and the end goal. Yeah. And in 40 days you was the day that just it. came to me. I, right. It could have been 60. It right. could have been 32. Oh, like geez. if I felt called. But it was, it was more like there was a reason I got that number in the beginning, the 42. And I'll share what happened in 42. But... But uh, there was a reason for that. So I felt like that was a number, but like I was just surrendering to the flow. Like yeah. if it ended up being 30, it was 30. If it ended up being 60, it was 60. There was no like, I wasn't locked in on a certain number. Got that it. was just the number that came to and me. And there was no specific difficulty or specific surprise that happened across those 40 some days that made you question or well, gave you say, pause. Day 15, he questioned it. That yeah. was day 15. Do you remember that? Day I 15? Think, yeah, it was like, what is like, why am I doing this? Or like, what is it? What is it like? <laughs> right. What is this? Like, like I'm is glad this that you did have at least one day of questioning because right, that's you human. know, that's human. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I think it was a lot I had to do with like after telling my family. Now it was like, you had that kind of guilt. Right. Yeah. I lied. had the guilt of like, I just had to lie <laughs> right. and I do not like lying. And, uh, yeah. So I was just like, that was probably, I guess the one, the one day where I really, so what it. then when you're thinking that way and you're questioning it, what inside you made you continue? Like it just once again, that, that gut feel like yeah. that, that intuition that like, this is, this is bigger than me. Like I I'm, I'm just along for the ride type thing. And I was doing a lot of meditation. So during, you know, think about the time you're eating. That's like three hours a day. I was all meditating <laughs> there at true. time. It is true. So I had so much more yeah, time. Yeah, more time. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, meditating a lot, and I, during that day, I don't remember specifically what like you know brought me to that state and what got mm -hmm. me out of that state, but it was more like me just verbalizing some emotion, I guess, mm -hmm. in that. But I still knew like this is happening. Yeah. Like I'm along for the ride, but I, I'm emotionally like, why? Like what is, what is the purpose or whatever yeah. type thing? Was there anyone besides your parents who were pushing you to stop or your family? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, my team at Upspace, they were originally, some of them were very hesitant about it. They were very respectful. Um, but in the beginning, they were like little, uh, not at, at peace with it, but I had good conversations with all of them. Um, Dom was probably like, what the heck are Dom, you doing? Dom was, yeah, well, yeah. that's why I want to talk to you too, because in the middle of this whole thing, I don't know what day it was in your fast. But day six. I day believe. six of your yeah. fast. Like, Do you want to tell the story like, of what happened with Dom? Yeah, day six of my fast. I'm on my way to work. I sit down and I get a phone call from one of my good friends from Austin. And he's like, Dom is not breathing. He's in an ambulance. And oh, either have him on a ventilator or he won't breathe. I was like... He's not breathing on his own. Not breathing on his own. And yeah. Dom is your just good friend. Just Dom for, is uh, one of my audience. best friends, co-founder <laughs> of Upspace. So like deep connection from both levels. And this is day six of my fast. And immediately I was like, I'm, I need to go to Austin. And I had a whole routine before. Right. Like I was up at 5 a.m. I was I was actually working out a lot. Like I just started CrossFit. I was running daily. I would do my meditation on the beach before work get in the ocean, get my electrolytes. Like I was like, it was smooth. I felt better than I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> wow. And then day six, it was like, you need to go to Austin, Texas, 110 degree heat. And your friend just had a cardiac arrest. So I went there and he was literally like, I will n never forget the this site. This is a healthy, healthy guy. Healthy, healthy guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's building a health and wellness company. Right. He's a health and wellness creator. He's yeah. a very healthy guy, and he just collapsed while doing a, a sprint, an all-out mile sprint, and collapsed, had a cardiac arrest, wasn't breathing, got brought back through CPR, but still wasn't breathing on his own. They just got his heart rate back, and then they had to put him on a ventilator. And while I got there, and also the same day, I mean, he's literally, like, he's just, basically, like, they were just keeping him alive, it looked like, Jeez. in a way. Oh, my gosh. Which was wild. And uh, so it was just like me and two others. And then his mom got there. And then and me and his mom stayed overnight just at the hospital, mm -hmm. on the hospital floor. And it was crazy because like periodically throughout the night, you just saw him get a little bit better Ugh. and better oh and goodness. better. And just like come back, wiggle his fingers, wiggle his toes, move like his mom would come. And he would like open his eyes like this. Were you and, scared? Like, like, or did you know Dom was going to pull through? I would say emotionally, I was a little like, whoa, but like. Deep down, I was like, yeah. he's he's coming back. He's got it. Yeah, he's coming back, and he's coming back stronger. Yeah. And literally the next day, like, hmm. he gets up. They say they want to take the ventilator out for, like, three days usually. The next day, they take the ventilator out, and the fear is, like, will they still be able to breathe on their own when you take it out? And he, uh, who gave me all these drugs? Like, <laughs> like the first thing so he said, yeah. something like that. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> He's like, get these drugs out of me. Like, right after that, after being just like out. Oh my gosh. And then he looks over. I'm serious. Like, what are you doing here? And he just like looks at me. I'm like, surprise. Hey, like, what's yeah. up? And he's all, he's like out of it. But it was wild because it was like 24 hour period of time, less where I see him. And he's like being kept alive by these machines. And then, and then he's just like, Good. And then from there, Oof, it was just crazy. Like healing, healing, healing. And you didn't have like any stress because <clears throat> like a lot of people eat when they, when they're stressed out. <laughs> like, you know, like if I was on a 40 day fast, it was day six and one of my friends was sick and I had to go to the hospital. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? Like, I think this or, is a good we'll time pause. To, right. to pause right. or cancel the, cancel yeah. the, the fast over. so that I can like, we'll try again. starving. We'll yeah. try again later. Like my friend's sick, but yeah. you didn't, you didn't it, budge. It's crazy. Yeah, it wasn't stress. It was more <laughs> there was temptation. You know, people would be bringing Terry Black's barbecue. I'm like, 
That looks so good. Yeah, so at that point, did you feel hungry? No, it wasn't hunger. It was more like that looks, looks so good. good. Yeah. yeah. It was, so that was more. It was like like an urge, like biting your nails, right? It's okay. not a hunger for your nails. You're not like oh, I'm so hungry for my nails, but you have this urge. At least I, 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 yeah. I bite my nails. Like I'll have an urge, just bite my nails, and that's yeah. more the stress urge or whatever sure. it might be um, that we develop and eating. And that urge is very habitual, like through my whole life and mm -hmm. all of our whole lives. So I would definitely have that urge, but it was not a hormonal like hunger or stomach thing. It was more yeah. like, that mm. looks good. Right. And like I have an urge to get it <laughs> or like I have an urge to sip that type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you went yeah. home, Dom's okay. And then you just kept going. So you've been back to the ocean water, back to your routine. You were still running. Like was your body fatigued? So the awesome, I was still running in Austin, but it was like hot. Like, yeah. I mean, it was like 105 degrees out and there was no ocean yeah so no electrolytes so i'm just drinking water but i didn't have as much water because i didn't have a car like where before i, I would just walk everywhere i pick up my mountain valley water like i'm good right, for the day right. i got my 12 pack like and i was just guzzle but now it's like it was like everything was kind of i'm just like yeah yeah functioning like as much as possible just having some water so running was hard and that that made like when i went back i stopped doing the crossfit um because like once you, I lost the mojo. I was like, right. okay, I'm just. But gonna. you would have had the energy to do CrossFit without eating for. I think I could have kept doing it if I kept once I stopped and I, I kept running. Like so, I'd still run on the beach and How I would run outside. How far would you run? Like three miles, four yeah. miles sometimes. Yeah, like you didn't kind feel of more tired than when you eat, or I would feel energized by like the exercise. There was no depression of energy, no depression of any physical capability. Seriously, over Honestly. the multiple weeks of not getting any. You're going to say no because your fuel comes from oxygen, not from food. Exactly. And, you never and this had was after, a fatigued moment. Like I could tell in some of the videos that you seemed less well, a lot, a lot of those videos I was taking at 1230 at night. <laughs> like literally like it was the last thing I did. I didn't think about the videos at all. It was like yeah. I'd be working throughout the day okay. and then it'd be 1230 at night. I'm like walking home like ah, I should probably document something. Yeah. I would just yeah. be like day whatever of <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Day you know, whatever fast. of this. And, and like people be like, you look like you're dying. I'm like, no, like it's just literally 1230 at night and I'm yeah. tired. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. when most of the really? videos would take place. Um, but, but by day 30, like, so day 30, I stopped exercising around then. Yeah. And when I stopped exercising, that's when I started to feel bodily fatigued. Okay. Like once I stopped running is when I started feeling a little like bodily fatigue. Interesting. So well, the wait. exercise kept me like. We got to run back strong. though to day 25. Day 25. Day 25. Remember yeah. what happened day 25? Day 25. I thought it was day 24, but day 25, that was when I told my mom. Yeah. Your mom found yeah, out. My mom found out. Your mom yep. found out that you were still yep. in the fast. How did she find out? She found out. How did she find out? I mean, everybody probably. Well, I don't know. Cause you weren't posting anything. I wasn't posting anything. I, she probably had a gut feeling. I was like, really? like, you're still doing this. And then she started to call Dom. And when oh. she started to call Dom and my team, I'm like, I got like, this was like a weak moment. Upset about it. Yeah. I got really upset about it and I got a little angry, but it ended up being like a breakthrough for me and my mom and our relationship oh, and wow. everything on That's that day. Yeah, Cause I recognize, and at this point after hours and hours and hours of meditating and being tapped in, like I, it was, I was prior to that. I was trying to like, alleviate her fears with my analytical thoughts right so alleviate her fears with truth i guess i could say and the thing is though like tr fear cannot fear is like the darkness like with fear you can't have love and love is light and when she's coming in with this darkness of the fear not that she's darkness but this fear was taking over yeah. her 
if I'm just coming in with truth, she's like, she's in the dark. She can't see it. She can't understand it. She can't articulate it. It's your truth, it. right? It's not necessarily, you're not showing her like science from, you know. Well, like, it was science oh, too. Was like, science. I mean, I was, I'm very knowledgeable about this right. arena okay. and like you can okay. logically think of these yeah. things and every science experiment, like I could go do a science experiment based on all these things say, and then if it tests true, it's true. And then you replicate it a million times or a thousand times and there's okay. a science experiment, right? That's science. Okay. That's all it is. Okay. And, you know, I could tell from my own thing, like, this is science, like the things that I'm saying, but, but so I'm just leading with truth. But if she's in dark, she can't see that truth. Mm -hmm. So what I learned on day, it was 24, but day 25, I must have documented it. So day 24, which is a special number. um, But day 24, I realized like, I it's not, I can't lead with truth. You have to lead with light. So you lead with light and then you bring the truth. So and light is love. So on day 24, I just called her after we had our little argument. I called her back. I was just like, mom, I love you and I love myself and I'm not going to do anything to hurt myself and I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. That's good. But I just led with love and literally from that just snap. Because then when you lead with light and darkness, now the room is light. And then you say, hey, here's the truth and here's the information because now they trust you because they can see and then you lead the way to the light room, to the room that remains light. Hmm. And from that day forward, my mom had more peace. She could sleep That's better good. at night. Okay. And she would even text me and be like, hey, I want to do a, a fast with you today or whatever. And I was oh, like, whoa, this is cool. a, yeah. That's so, cool. Did you yeah. understand where she was coming from, though, as a mom? Like, could you sure, kind of put yourself sure. in her shoes a little bit? Like, Originally, I was just like resistant towards yeah. it. Yeah, but you don't want to think about it because it's your mom hurting, right? Yeah. Yeah, and more I was like, mom, like, like you can't love with fear. Like you literally can't have hope when you have fear and hope is the precursor to love. So if you have fear, you can't give me love. And if I know this is out of love for you, but you're not giving me love, you're just giving me fear and they're opposites. So that's how I used to explain it to her, but that was where she had the resistance to it. And then once I started leading with love, then she started pouring in love. And like I, in order to lead with love, I had to understand exactly where she was coming from. And I was, so I would think I'm like, okay, if I had a kid. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. Give us a follow, subscribe, subscribe, all those things, all those things. things. We love it because we read each and every comment and it helps shape the show. So we would appreciate it. Please. And back to the show. Did you ever consider that that was the ultimate purpose of the fast to have this transformative relationship change with your mother? Oh, wow. I or one of them anyway. I think that was definitely one of them, but I think it was like a transformative relationship with all, mm. like the wow. world. Because how I used to think before was with the analytical mind, which yeah. is the truth. And when I led with truth, like I'm, you know, I wear no shoes, I and very unconventional in this modern world, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and when I lead with truth with that, I get resistance from the modern world all the time. So my truth's not getting out there. So I think what the fast taught me is that is to lead with love and to lead with light. And then to bring the truth. Not the truth isn't there, but lead with light and then bring the truth. So it changed my relationship with really everyone, like mm. with the world, to be able to get the message across and to hopefully reconnect humanity back to where we came from, which is nature. So what you said was your goal in our first time we sat down, that was your goal to reshape culture in that way. Yeah, because it's, it's important. I think we've just, we've, we've lost touch of the original source and that original source is so abundant. Like you look out into the stars, but it's also so peaceful and there's guidance. And so there's just harmony in that source 
So we've, as a society, we've kind of gone so far away from it. We've just built upon a material thing, built upon that, built upon that, but for what? So this fast, I think, was in a way helped me totally free myself from it, but then also recognize how to share and lead the way and with both the love and the truth and then show the way. So I think it's part of so that. So the last like three or four days of your fast, like you were talking about, like you're almost like, I felt like in some of your documents that you were kind of like sad that it was ending. Hmm. Is that the case? Or like just like, you know, like you're excited to celebrate with everybody, but also like you knew that like the chances of you doing this again were probably pretty slim. And like, so what, did you feel that way? Like, were you? So I want to say it was a sadness. It was more of a, an awareness mm -hmm. of these are the last three days that I might be in this state mm -hmm. of mind, in this state of clarity in my body for maybe ever or maybe for a long time. I, d I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So it was more of like awareness and like an appreciation and a gratitude for these last three days than it was like a sadness to be done. Okay. Cause at the same time I was so excited and happy to <laughs> were like, were you excited? Be Cause I wasn't oh, getting yeah. the feeling that you were like stoked to get your food in like on day 40. You know what I mean? Like I, I was in a very, very Zen state. Yes, so it's like yes. not this roller coaster of emotions. Like it was just a very steady state. So I was internally very excited to, and it wasn't just about the food, but it was, it was a lot about the, uh, celebrating with people, celebrating with people. And just because most celebrations are done around food, like food's the center of it. So towards the end, like those temptations just became like, mm. yeah. or it was just like a lot, like it was just, it would drain a lot of energy because yeah. I would go to the celebrations and I would have to resist the temptation of food and socialize at the same time where like I was in a meditative state and mm -hmm. whatever. So can imagine. So by the last two weeks, like I was kind of isolating myself a little bit to meditate more and it was beautiful, but I was ready. Like I was excited to just integrate back with the world back and be able to have, society. yeah, like a cup of cacao with uh -huh. with like all the people on the property and stuff like that yeah. so were so. you <clears throat> excuse me were you along the way looking forward to day 40 because you thought something would be coming something would happen so it was sort of like looking forward to christmas right like i can't wait to get there because that day is an important day so this is actually a, a one of the biggest breakthroughs of the entire fast is no, I wasn't. And the reason, <laughs> because if I did, it would have been so hard. Because if I'm on day three, looking forward to day 40, mm -hmm. how the heck am I supposed to do 37 days of no eating? Likewise, if I'm on day 13 and looking back to the past of like before, it'd be really hard to be able to get through another 20, 27 days. So what it, what it forced me to do is to collapse between the space between and the future and the past, which is the present right now yeah so i had to trust and surrender to the present moment fully in order to get through it it forced me to do that and in that present moment there's so much more peace because mm -hmm. you're not worried about the past you're not worried about the future you're just clear that's and you're the goal present. right just to stay in the present it's in the so present hard. moment mm -hmm. so hard. so yeah so yeah like i couldn't like almost just not not even like my willpower doing it like almost by nature mm -hmm. like in order to do this thing i had to just stay present in the moment. And I think that was the most profound gift to have. Is it discipline? Like, what is it? Like what keeps yeah, you in, good question. in the present moment? Yeah. Meditation. 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 Okay, so I have to start yeah, meditating. I know. Because I, you don't I, meditate at all. No, I talk about it all the time and I just can't, 
I just haven't just, been able to. There's a lot of resistance to like people to do it. I've I've felt that it's like a weird thing. I think it's because we fear like what could come up. I want to do it. It's yeah. just, when I started doing it a while ago, I, it made me sad because I think right. I have some things to work to through. work through. So exactly. I realized that if I start to meditate, I'm going to have to take at least a week and to sort like, of. Go you know, and uncover that. Process it all myself. Right. And I just, I haven't given myself enough time to do that. Yeah. But I think I'm going to need that time because every time I start to meditate, I'm like the whole day sad. Oh, yeah. You know, because I haven't finished, yeah, you like know, going, cleansing, whatever that is. That, that, yeah, but that's just me. Past. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very envious. I would love to be able to meditate every day. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that. That's on my goal list. Yeah. It's hmm. once, because it is like those things in the past, whatever it is, they're still. Yeah. eating at you whether you recognize it or not yeah. like they're still there so the meditating although you got to confront them oftentimes because they can come up but we're confronting them daily it's mm -hmm. just we're not fully aware of the confrontation so this is just awareness of the confrontation but through that you can then alleviate it mm -hmm. and then you walk throughout the world without it so meditating can be a form to like deal with your challenges and then find that love mm -hmm. within and start to love yourself so you woke up on day 40 Mm -hmm. It was your last day of the fast. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? Like, how did that whole day go? And then you ate on day 41? Is that yeah, what Yeah, day 41. So okay. 40, and were you preparing 40. for your first meal? Like, what? walk us through that last day. <laughs> yeah, the, I would say the last two days I was mentally preparing for the first meal for the integration process back in. Um, just, like, even speaking or thinking to myself, like, all right, I'm going to, my gut's going to be strong. Like, because there was fears of, you know, I have fear, fear of, mongering in the beginning people throwing me articles yeah. about fear and then at the end too saying if you integrate too fast by a mm -hmm. fast you'll die or like right. the same thing happened at the end <laughs> i was like, like oh my gosh not again too quickly too like much. what were they worried yeah. about yeah so if you eat too quickly you know since my gut like had nothing it, you know the, the thought is that my stomach shrivels or whatever but um so they were sending those articles of yeah. this that and the other if you eat too much or you eat the wrong things well, well apparently not because I ate because <laughs> you fully. didn't do any sort of integration. I didn't follow any of their yeah. things. So what did my, you eat? What was it? So my integration was more like the intuitive thing. So my first three things, yeah, which I call the reborn ritual, was raw organic milk, raw organic honey, and mm -hmm. raw organic cacao. Mm -hmm. And still, every single day, those are the three things that I start my day with. Wow! I don't eat anything until I have my raw organic milk, raw organic honey, raw organic cacao. Uh -huh. Um, for the most part, some states, the or raw organic milk is illegal. So like in Atlanta, it was hard to get. I couldn't get it. But because they say there could be bacteria in it. Because yeah, it it's, been it's all pasteurized. It's, been pasteurized. it's all the there's a lot of confused people out there who've created these confused rules, but they're not they're not truth. Okay, and uh, okay. so. So, yeah, that's that's why, so why those three things. So well, it milk. was just what what really came to me during it, like milk and honey, like honey. I'm really fascinated by bees. I've always had this connection to bees, how they like levitate. They have this frequency, how beekeepers have the longest life expectancy, how honey is the longest natural preservative. Beekeepers have the longest life expectancy? Yeah, yeah, by like years, by <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, because of the frequency, it's so healing. And the honey is a natural preservative, so it preserves for an infinite amount of time, basically. They found honey for like 3,000 years ago by tombs of mummies that's still good honey. So, and then the raw milk is, they're both like these net positives. Like they exist from the earth, right? The, it's good for the cow. It's good for the human. It's good for the land. It's good for everybody. There's no death in the equation. Same thing with honey. It's good for the bees. It's good for the land, the pollen, and it's good for the human. And then cacao is this sacred medicine that 
uh, helps to open up the heart, the circulatory mm. system. So it helps with the blood flow of the heart, which a lot of the fast was about that love. Mm -hmm. So, and then mother's so, yeah. milk, right? Like it's like the first yeah, thing that you exactly. have when you're born. When you're, when you're reborn. So this yep. is kind of like a rebirth. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's how I explain it. You, I'm you understanding. It. I think I'm so, on your wavelength, Sean. <laughs> exactly. You're getting yeah. there. And so then how the honey did you feel like to eat that time. stuff? Were you, did you feel like you wanted to like vomit after or like? Oh, I was in heaven. No? There was no was like reaction, physical like reaction? No, no. So good. That's nuts. So not till day 42, but on that day when I integrate, I had those first three things. And then I was going to just be intuitive with my body. Like, what do I have next? So I had that felt amazing. Then I was like, all right, I'll try a smoothie, had fruit, made a smoothie, felt amazing. Then I was like, all right, I'll try a whole food. And I had a avocado just whole and like maybe a, a pineapple or watermelon from one of the farmers and had that felt amazing. And then at nighttime, the same day, chef Thomas, who I live with, he comes back and he brings his big fat chicken <laughs> and it was for himself and he just cuts it in half. He's like, do you want it? Like, <laughs> I was, I was making bone broth, <laughs> right? Like a light the thing. Chicken episode, you want that <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'll try it. You know, I had mm -hmm. a little bite. Felt Next thing you know, I had the whole chicken the wow. first day. Wow. So the first day I had all those things and I felt absolutely amazing. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So the integration process was like extremely Did you smooth. weigh yourself at all along the way? Do you know how much you weighed before and how much you weighed after? No, I did not weigh myself because a lot of people wanted me to weigh yeah. myself, get the blood work. I yeah. have people yeah. offering to yeah. give me blood work and like this, that, the other. And I was like, it's not about Have you still weighed yourself at all? Like, do you know how much weight you lost? I have not <laughs> weighed myself, but I imagine I've gained a lot of it back, mm. but I have not weighed myself. I don't even know what I weighed before fully. Yeah. And I have not weighed myself uh, after. Because I heard, like, I know Zach was like, oh my God, I think he's only like 8% body fat and he's going to not eat for 40 days. Like, what's going to happen to him? He's going to have, like, <laughs> yeah. no. I was probably zero. I have a picture. Yeah, I, I mean, show you a picture, but I was yeah. probably zero percent body fat. But I was cut. Like I had. <laughs> of course, abs. you were cut. Yeah. I was like strong. Zero percent body fat. Yeah, I feel like I've talked the whole no, time. No, no, no. It's all right. I do have a, a question okay. I want to ask because you, you, um, you teased that you wanted to talk about what happened on day forty-two because yeah. that was the original number mm -hmm. that was that came to you. What happened on day forty-two? So on day forty-two, it was two days after, like I'm integrated back, and I was like. The one thing that I lacked clarity on, it was like, what was I going to eat going forward? I knew I was going to eat like raw, organic, just like healthy food or, but between like the carnivore diet, the vegan diet, right. like this, that, that. I wasn't attached do? to any or the other. I mm -hmm. just wanted to do what was the best for my body. And I didn't know. And originally I was going to do like carnivore diet, but then somebody on the farm was like, why don't you just like celebrate life and just have whatever comes as long as it's good. I was like, yeah. oh, I like that. Like I'll do that. I'll just like whatever comes. So not carnivore or vegan, just both. And so on day 42 was the first day that I had, it was night. I had this like rice, which is a grain. It was like a broccoli or vegetable. And then, uh, like some grass fed, I think vet like venison or, or, or uh, the deer meat. I always forget the word, but That's venison, yeah. yeah, venison. And it was delicious, mm. but it was the first time I had the broccoli and also the green and I felt great after like my mind was sharp. I was like, ah, it was good. And like a little full, but it felt good. And then in the middle of the night on day 42, I just woke up to this like pull from my gut. Like it literally felt like somebody just pulled me and I just woke up like out of bed, like jumped out of bed and like just released all, everything in the gut and then had, no, the other way, oh, but, uh, yeah. And, and I had, this like, like during the fast, people thought, 
are you, did you hallucinate? Like, did you Mm -hmm. this, that? No, not at all. I was actually more clear than I've ever been. Like so clear. My meditations were profound and deep, but I never hallucinated or had any out of body experience at all. Then on day 42 during this, I literally had this out of body experience where it felt like that gut and was like speaking to me and like just explaining exactly what and I wrote this down because I developed this AI journal tool. So I'm just like writing everything down. I haven't looked back at the notes yet that I wrote down, but it was explaining to me exactly how the gut works and the connection between the gut and the brain and how the gut requires space and time in order to process information. And food isn't about energy. It's about information, getting information about the land, the past, the, the environment, the universe, like just information, the wisdom. That's what food is. And it was just telling all this. And then it pulled me out of the bathroom, brought me back to bed. And I just lie down in bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? And then all of a sudden, like it comes back again and just starts like speaking to me everything that I can have, like my entire ingredient list, raw milk, milk and honey, 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 cacao, 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 meat. And would just like repeat itself and go on and then add the next thing, add the next thing. And then it started to say, not this, not this, not this. Like not what? Do you remember? No vegetables, no grains. No vegetables, no no grains. Yeah. So no vegetables, no grains, no, uh, and I can explain what I learned from that later because I know why. I'm just like, this is a crazy experience. I'm just going to follow this. Like what the heck is going on? I know it sounds crazy, but like this is just the truth. Yeah. And so it starts spinning. I just write, write all this down, but it gave me this clarity. I was like, okay, like. I'm just going to trust and surrender to that. Like that, that could be, couldn't be more clear of like what to do. Like it literally just like so clear. So I started following that, but two things that were really fascinating that were like against the carnivore diet and kind of on the vegan diet, like this blend were that I could have almond nuts and seeds. Like mm-hmm. it said that, and then wheat and uh, like wheat, like good wheat. So like sourdough. And that was like totally against the carnivore diet right. or this, um, so I was like, okay, whatever, but like, that's what it is. So it wasn't like following any diet and literally like four days later, some crazy thing happened where, you know, almonds, nuts, and seeds got introduced to me in this crazy fashion. And then like seven days later, like some wheat thing where this girl who has a company called bread and <laughs> she starts telling me like, like speaking this wisdom and I'm like, what the heck she's talking about bread. And like, it, it just all came back like why I could have that later. But it was crazy. Like it was one of the most profound moments of my life no doubt like it was the most profound moment of my life was that day 42 because literally I went into it for my subconscious or my gut and then all of a sudden it was like my gut was just like speaking to me on day 42 like like this weird out-of-body experience and you know I learned that the gut subconscious God creator universe energy Jesus Holy Spirit that's just different words it's all the same thing so that's literally what it felt like like just like it was, it was, yeah. I mean, it was just crazy. I'm obsessed with bees. Like honey is one of the, you know, thing I have every day and I'll literally like, like I'm starting my own hive and everything. Okay. So I'll be surrounded by bees and like thousands of bees, no mask or anything. I just like love it, the frequency and everything. And people see me on the property I live. So someone, uh, Amy, she gave me a book, the shamanic way of the bee. And I was on the plane going to Austin. Uh, this was like last week. And, in the book, like I, there was a whole delay. I wasn't reading the book for a month. Then there was a whole delay in the plane. So I was like, all right, I'll read this book. Ended up being like an hour and a half delay. So I read through like most of the book. Mm-hmm. 
And the last page on the book, before we're getting off, the beekeeper, the shaman beekeeper, was basically passing down the torch to the next beekeeper. And part of that ceremony was mead. And I was so fascinated. I was like, mead, like just water and honey as an alcohol, like that's the most um, natural form. And okay. it's most ancient. It's been around for like 9,000 plus years, probably hundreds of thousands. Okay. And I look up an article to learn more about it. At the bottom of the article, as I'm reading like the details of it, there's an address right in Texas. And Whoa. I'm like, whoa, I mean, Texas is pretty big, but yeah. like, let me just look this <laughs> it's up. Pretty big. It's a big, I it's look a big it state. up, it's 25 minutes away. No way. So it's literally like a meadery with a tasting so did you room. Drive with, over there? with a tasting room. Yep. That's fantastic. So we literally go over there, me and Chris and my friend Nick, and we go over there and we try the mead. And they're right on there, just big bees, like these old books about beekeeping and this, that, and the other. And I'm literally starting at Beehive. So it was so fascinating. That's like cool. I'm learning all these things. And uh, so we had the meat and it was absolutely delicious. And and I don't drink much. We had probably like four glasses mm. of it. Had to be up at 5 a.m. in the morning <laughs> the next day for you a felt flight. Fine? Felt yeah, amazing. That's crazy. Like no hangover felt. I forgot I even drank the night before. That's awesome. Yeah. So mead is some special. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You knew about that. Yeah. Never yeah. Heard yeah. That. Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. Having gone through what you went through. Yeah. If you go home tonight and your gut tells you, hey, guess what? You need to do another 42 days. What, what's your answer? I'm doing it. Yeah. When, uh, after the fast, like a lot of like abundance started coming my ways, like Upspace, all this stuff started to happen. This joint venture started to occur. This other thing started to occur. Like I'm starting this big fund, like all the creators started coming to our platform, like a lot of abundance. Meanwhile, I'm living on probably the most precious land in all of LA. And LA is a very wealthy place. And I'm living on probably the, and only 20 people live in this land literally in the mountains of Malibu, right by the ocean. And I'm like, so blessed, like of all these things that are coming my way. And one grounding thing that I always try to say to myself, or especially at the fast was, if this is all taken away, am I still peaceful and happy? Sure. If it's all taken away. And I try checking to myself time and time again. And if the answer is no, which sometimes it is, you can feel it. Like if you don't lie to yourself, then it's like, I need to meditate. Yeah. I need to do something do to something. get back to the state where if this is all taken away, the answer is yes. So if I need to go to Tibet and spend 120 days there in silence by myself and there's some call that brings me there, yes, I, w- I will do mm. it. And if it's a fast, if whatever it is, I will do it. But the parameters of normal everyday like work like wouldn't let like people who are listening to this go do stuff like that, right? I mean, they got to work. You know, like, and I know you guys are doing a special thing with Upspace. But a lot of people got to work nine to five and they have to do their things. Like, what would you tell those people? Like, how can they apply some of these things you've learned when they can't, might not have the stamina to do like a 40 day fast, might not be able to leave and go to Tibet or move to Malibu or do what you guys have done. What would you say? So everybody has a different current, right? A different river that we're meant to follow. So my river is different than everybody else's river. You're different different minds. So I want to tell anybody what to do or what no. not to do type thing. What I would tell them is tr- try to align their free will with that divine will, with that natural will, right? So literally imagine a river and there's this current in that river. And if you're aligned, when we're born, we're, we're full, our free will is in the river with the natural will. Mm-hmm. We're just flowing, right? That's why babies are this beacon of love. And then as we get older, you know, different biases, different things, you learn these things, different flashy objects, whatever, our free will starts to chase different things. And we start to deviate from that current. Mm-hmm. And that deviation, just like current, there's still this pull, this force to bring you back 
And that's the anxiety and the stress and the fear that we get because we know we're not in that aligned with the natural, natural will. Our free will is now deviated. So my only advice to people is to try to align your free will with that natural will because then you're still conscious, you're still being, you still have your free will, but you're aligned with it because nature, the truth is you look up in the stars, look to the land, look to the sea. It's guided. You have the current. It's peaceful. You can float in the lazy river, whether it's going fast or slow, and it's abundant. Mm -hmm. So by aligning with that, you tap into that infinite power. Where when we deviate, now you're limited to this material world. Like you're limited to these things. So that's my only advice is like follow your current. Like take time to meditate so you can surrender to that current because you tap into all these sources. And, and then maybe, you're at peace. Maybe try to do that before you are stuck with all the bills of the house and the, you know, <laughs> like. Even, even, even with the bills of the house and all these things. Kids, um, the, the current, The current might, like, it's not going to. Like the, the, the current that you align with is more about bringing peace. So, so it might be like, yeah, still work this job. Or I don't know. Yeah. Like it might yeah. be like this, that, or the other. But can, like, try to or keep find your brain things. sort of on that channel. Focus yeah. on that. And, yeah. and, and, and if it tells you to do something that might not necessarily make sense, I, I can almost guarantee, I can promise by following that, the abundance comes. Okay. Like there's more abundance in following that. There's more peace yeah. and guidance and abundance that comes from following that because you literally get connected to nature right. and nature is so abundant. Like look out the force of the waves. Nobody can swim as fast as the current, mm-hmm. nobody on their own. So the current is way stronger, way faster. Nobody can produce as much energy as the sun or the stars, right? Nobody can create the harness gravity today, but nature has all this. So if we can tap into that, we become a part of that. And there's actually more abundance in it in this material world mm-hmm. too. I love the way you say so, yeah, I do. That's cool. I know. It's a very hopeful, encouraging also, like, way to think, young, very positive I, way to think. I think like the, and you know, you probably, you kind of probably don't feel like you're young, but you're 24. Here you go. I wonder if, I wonder <laughs> if you can keep this, like it'd be so amazing to talk to you like 10, 15, 20 years from now. And if you're the same, you have the same mentality. I mean, imagine you would, but you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's as a society, I hope to, right make it like change it so that like an older person would think have hope for the youth right like today's and this has been going on for a while where the older generation has lost hope because like the world is so disconnected like Mm -hmm. that's more my point like that's why i'm on this mission where you know like my grandmother when she passes away she passes away fearful of her grandchild's future right and that's why i'm doing the work that i'm doing to create a world where we can die peaceful because oh. the future is protected and the future is actually have has more harmony and is more connected to nature. Hmm. And that's why I do the work that I do. So I, I, I intend on remaining in the state and I intend on helping it so that everybody else can get to this state. It's, it's not just me. I hope it works. The, I really, really do. Hmm. But I have awesome. to ask you these audience questions. First question was at what point did you start to truly feel starving and you're saying you never did. Never, never did. Never felt hungry. And that's the truth. Like I, <laughs> what was the closest to giving up that you were? Day 15? I, it wasn't, I was never going to give up. Never gonna give and up. it wasn't even about giving up or giving in. It was more just like surrendering to the flow. But yeah. I wouldn't, I, w- I was not, there was no like giving up. I was, so there was no like point. There's no point. There was no point. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. This is kind of a weird question, but I'm asking it because the audience <laughs> wants to know. Did you poop? People want like to know. Like if you're know. not eating for That's 40 days, did you go to the bathroom? After day like, 13. And what did it look like? After day 13, not once. 
Not one time totally after day free. 13. Yeah. So like now I think it took 13 yeah, days paid. though. If there's well, no there's nothing in your system, in there. that's crazy. Yeah. Letting it all out. And it was like gradually less and less and less. But mm. day 13 was like the last time. And then, Does that freak you out at all? Or really? No, it was like this. this great, like, <laughs> freedom. I'm, yeah. I'm like, my gut is free. Like it's, yeah. it's, there's nothing in it. I think now if I did it, like I want to get to that state, I'll continue to fast. Yeah. Um, but I think it could be like seven days or four days now. But I had a lifetime of like excess stuff in there mm-hmm. that was just right. You don't or need whatever. as many days now because you kind of look at it. Yeah, because I did a rebirth. Yeah. What happened to your activity level, work, social, etc.? Work, I was working fourteen hours a day, um, and I had so much more time, and I didn't require as much sleep either. So work, I was like, and you, you could ask Dom or my whole I'm team. Sure. I was yeah. a machine, like very productive. <laughs> uh, social. I was still out and about for the most part. It was just those last like week and a half or so that I started to isolate, but it was still like, you know, social. I wasn't totally out. And then, Did uh, you feel spacey at all? Like, you know, were you now clear as could wow. be like, because there was no spike or crash. It was just like from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. Did you, how many clear. hours a night did you sleep? Um, probably like six. No seven. trouble sleeping. Not no. once. Slept like oh a baby. God. Yeah. Um, and I think I know the answer to this, but how did you handle withdrawals such as caffeine, protein, et cetera? So the only like withdrawal was caffeine and maybe it was like withdrawal of everything, but it was on day one, just like a little headache. It wasn't ba- even that bad, mm. but other than that, it was, it was good. And I'm, yeah. I think I know the answer to this too. Did you take aspirin or any over the counter medications? <laughs> like, no medications. You didn't wash your hair. We no, had no reason. No, deodorant. no. <laughs> No, because I had nothing in nothing my body to smell. To like, so yeah. I just smell like human. And if you smell a baby, my brother just had a baby yesterday. You smelled like a baby. And I, was, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like yesterday? The, the natural smell of a human is actually really good. Like it's like just this natural smell. And I imagine I smell like that. I don't know. You can't really smell yourself. It's like, yeah. weird, but I imagine smell like that. It's food. When we put in toxins, when we sweat or we release these glands, we're just releasing the toxins. Huh. Otherwise, sweating is just water. Huh. And the toxins are what smell. So the worse you eat, the worse you smell. Huh. And I already knew that. Interesting. But, so I wasn't, I wasn't fearful. Of and congrats smell. to your brother yesterday. Yeah, congrats. Huh? Yeah, awesome. a, baby. Uh, a girl. Oh, a girl. Eliana. Yeah. So cool. Um, okay. What are the after effects short and or long term? Any like bodily after effects or? So I would say I just felt reborn with my body. So like it's like a clean state, fresh start. And I would honestly say like the fast I was in the journey, but after the fast has been way more like profound and, wow. and wild, like post fast mm. has been even more deeper. Cause now it's like integrating. Now it's the rest of my life. So after effects and terms of suspected like, that. does it make you want to do a 40 day fast? Well, you know, it's interesting cause we had talked yeah. about that we had done a three day fast right. and we felt energized. We felt mm-hmm. more clarity at, yeah. it, during that third day. Mm-hmm. So, my expectation is that would absolutely wane when you get to day 10, day 30, day 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're saying it just it just rides the entire time. And it doesn't dissipate when you're done. Yeah, well, it's, it's just different. Like, I guess I would say when you're done, it's like, it's like a rebirth. So you just look at like everything I see, like the lights, the sounds, the it's colors. It's like you were reborn. I like, literally reborn. Like I wow. see everything differently for like the first time. I love it. In a way. Um so yeah, it's, it's I, love it. I asked that question about the lead up and did you taper your food? You didn't, you just like that week before you were like, it's like, I'm done. It was yeah. very quick. I'm going to do it fast. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, what days were the hardest? 
I would say day six, which was with Dom yeah. when you had the cardiac arrest. And those days in Austin were just like very hard because it was Dom. So it was emotionally challenging. The heat of Austin, out of routine. Out of routine. And everybody bringing Dom the best food in the world sure. because we adapted. Um, so those days were probably the hardest. And then also the on top of those same days, that only made the fear of all my loved ones even more. Because mm-hmm. right. now they heard mm-hmm. like that my friend just had a cardiac arrest and he's 24 and he was running. So now they're like, they apply that to you. Yeah. Of so it's like, oh, you're in there. It was like, but you're doing this to yourself. Like your balance ah. is out of, out of control. So that I would say those days were the hardest be with all those different things. Going yeah. On. Yeah. Wow. Um, how did you feel after your first meal? Could you keep it down? I felt amazing, and yes. (laughs) Um, Then they asked how much weight you lost, but you said you never weighed yourself. Never weighed myself. If you were going to guess, 10 pounds, 20 pounds? I would say like 15, 15 20 pounds, pounds, but yeah. Can we put that picture up of you when we... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he's on his Insta. No, it's not on my Insta. Oh, it's not? No, it's it's an end game picture, you said, of how you looked. Yeah, a picture of me after... Because you look great right now. Like You definitely look, you know, you're fine. Yeah, I've, I, I had to like hug you and pinch you when you walked in. I go. I've built a lot of it back. I haven't been working out just like from all my milk and honey. I've started to build it back up. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. um, do you know? You probably don't know this because you didn't check before. But do you have any other physical benefits like lower blood pressure, diabetic improvement? I mean, I'm sure, I have every physical benefit that could ever exist. Like my body was reborn. Got rid of all the synthetic, artificial things. All the inflammation gone. All the any like corruption that was in my body just eradicated hmm. and cells restored. And I could feel that for sure. And the second wow. I started to integrate back in, it was like now I was downloading all the information from the food um, that I was getting. And it was the combo was like, whoa, like yeah. very special. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lauren said this, what mental state were you in? Were you ever hangry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know how you get hangry? Like most yeah. a lot of people do. Well, it's never hungry. <laughs> But there was definitely times where I was more like, I want to be alone. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to meditate or be free or like, just like peace. And like some other people come in and it would be like angry. I was very peaceful during the whole thing. But there's moments where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to meditate. Like I would just kind of escape myself. Yeah. So so whenever you felt like off, you'd just go meditate. Yeah. Not, not even necessarily off. It was just like, I felt like almost like that was my hunger. Like it was like a hunger for like to go deep, go within huh. in a way. Wow. Like hunger to, to meditate and do breath work, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hunger and then for the oxygen. last question, I think I know this, but was your body craving food every day? No, 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 that's nuts. No. See, that's the thing. Like when we, when I approach a fast, it's all, I have to be disciplined. It's gotta be physical. How am I going to deal with the hunger? It's right. all going to come. None of that was a factor for you. No. Because it was driven by this like epiphany. non-physical, yeah. you know, yeah. guiding force. So I hope you're inspired because I'm thinking about doing another fast now. Oh, <laughs> After, it'll never it. be I knew it. anything like that. But it's a different approach to fasting, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. every even even all over social media, it's all about here's how to here's how to get through or the it's, hunger it's stages. It's it's all it's physical. To, yeah. It's, and now it's there's a there's actually another way which you can be the passenger. Yeah. And you don't have to. 
work so hard to have a successful fast because yeah. that's how I see it. That's why I don't do it all the time because right. it's so hard in my head. It's right. I don't want to. Do I want to go through that? Do I want to do it again? If you remove all of that by just saying no, it's, I'm just being guided. Yeah, just being guided. It's another way to approach it and potentially be successful. I like I love that, that way you say that. The passenger, you're yeah. just the passenger in the, the current. Passenger. You're just floating in the river, and yeah. the river's pulling you. So the, sometimes that river's moving fast. Yeah. Sometimes that river's moving slow. But no matter what, you're chilling in the the lazy and it's river, moving. the the tube, just going to yeah. it and enjoying the ride, looking out like whoa. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So. What else do you want to say? Anything? I don't have anything else to ask mm -hmm. you. Like I. Just glad you're alive and you're here. And <laughs> Step one. And if you want, if you think to do it again, like I'm happy for you, but I, I don't know that I will still not be scared. Yeah. If I, if I was to do it again and once again, it's not like, do I want to or don't want to? It's more like if I had that same yeah. feeling to do it again in the future, I, I, I can't say. I imagine I will not do it like, like nobody will know. Either oh, really? I'll operate in You'll society and just nobody will know. I'm just living with life. Yeah. Or it will be like I'm I'm out for because X opening, amount of days. Because opening like yourself has. up to all of that feedback yeah, from all that criticism the world. And, concern and, and just like living, that was like one of the most, like even people who've done it in society, like monks or whatever, when they're doing it, they're fully isolated, which right. I'm sure has its own challenges, but it also has its own, like it's like probably way I was not like easier or harder, but it's just like way different. There's other challenges that exist by doing it in modern society. Mm -hmm. Like sure. I was fully in society. Like I'm building a tech company. I'm still like with family, friends or this or other. So you get all these other inputs. You get this constant temptation of people drinking, eating constant. this or that. Where if I went off my own, I think it would be a, a different type of experience because I'd be in that meditative state the whole time mm -hmm. without any distractions. Now I do think those distractions, those temptations built the strength in me. Yes. Resilience. Yeah. Resilience and more just like the ability to not be tempted mm -hmm. because temptation is like this thing. And I still now like some temptations are coming back, which is why I know I need to like, okay, I need to ground myself again. Like I need to come back. Like I need to free myself from these temptations because temptations are what deviate us off that current. They're that like oasis in the desert or the flashy object. That's like, Oh, free will go this way. And then when we go out that way, that's when anxiety, stress, and fear come into place and fear, you know, that leads to inflammation and disease. So, so yeah, just like the, the, the ability to like not have temptations and like by day 40, I wasn't, I didn't bite my nails. I didn't have temptations, like any sexual urges. I didn't have any, uh, any other temptations. It wasn't just food. Like I was yeah. totally free from temptations and in that I could totally be present in the moment. So it was a very special thing. And uh, wow. that's what I was really grateful for by being in society because there was just an infinite amount of temptation. Mm -hmm. So you can't, so you don't allow yourself to have any vices at all. Like you can't even have sex. You can't even like, well, hang out. like, you know, none of that stuff. You want to be pure of mind. It's more like when you go to the other side, like you go to this space of just like absolute bliss. It's like, like you just bought a new Ferrari. Why would I just put a dent in it? You know, why would I like pop the tire intentionally? And when you get to that point and you recognize like that those vices are just gonna like hurt you, like at the end, they're all the oasis, they're all these flashy objects. They're fun it's at the time. <laughs> but, you don't, but they're but not as fun. Like when you're in this state, and granted, I still like there's now I'm like in this state where a month or so in, and I'm like, I need to reground myself. Like for a while, it was like it was flowing, but now I'm like, I feel like I need to reground myself a little bit. But 
you know, where temptations are coming in. But when you're like beyond, like you, you, you free yourself from all that. Like there's, it's not, that doesn't, you don't see that as fun. Well, can you see yourself with a partner? Like, you know, you, you will get married one day. Like yeah, what? Maybe, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. But that's we'll just see. not, so that we'll would see. have to just sort of appear to you. And yeah, it's not like same deal with the fast. Like, will I do another 40 day fast? It's like, we'll see. Like, it's like, it's not that I want to, it's not, that I don't want to. Same thing with uh, marriage or, or kids. Family, it's like, we'll yeah. see if that's like the path Because you have your goals in mind and family and marriage and stuff like that aren't part of that. Well, it's, I have one, I guess, goal you could say. It's just to bring harmony to this world. And so they could be a part of that. Um, right. They could be a pivotal part of that. Because right. in order to bring harmony to the world, I need to bring harmony to myself. Yeah. And I need to bring harmony to my individual tribe, which is why I'm home. Like to try to, yeah. you know, my brother's having a kid. My other brother was in the mm-hmm. hospital, like bring harmony to my collective, the collective. And then you can bring harmony to the world. So like remove the beam in your own eye and then remove the splinter in your neighbor's eye type thing. Um, so we'll see. I, 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 I just, it's like, we'll see. What will be, yeah. will be. No, yeah. What will, will be, be, will be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm proud That's of it. you. Thank you know, you. not that you need my pride in you. I'm sure you're <laughs> proud of yourself, but I'm by you. Know, yeah, and amazed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's Thank been great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and thanks no, for giving us. Thanks for yeah. sharing that whole on, story, yeah. that whole journey. It's been incredible. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. I appreciate yeah. it. Round two. We'll see. What's it's round wild. three. Round three is the, the oh, what's what's the, round three going to be? Yeah. Like? <laughs> when you change the culture. We'll see, yeah, yeah we'll when see. you change the culture, will you, you come you back? You have to remember yeah. us when yeah, you change the culture, and everybody wants to talk. Little people. Yeah, remember us when you change the world. Yeah, absolutely. You're still here. You're still listening. Thanks for listening to the Gurus and Game Changers podcast. While you're here, if you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave us a quick review. We want to know what you thought of the show and what you took from it and how it might have helped you. We read and appreciate every comment. Thanks. See you next week.